0: Holy Hour of Power, the Terran Jesse Show, two Catholics with a PhD in Common Sense. A lot to talk about today. Remember, the month of February is dedicated to the Holy Family. This special devotion began back in the 17th century, which proposes the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph as the model of virtue of all Christian households. This devotion also spread uh, in the 17th century, but in 1893, Pope Leo 13th express his approval of the Feast of the Holy Family. And on account of the flight into Egypt, let's not forget that our Eastern, the Coptic Christians, the Eastern Christians, from very early times, they've also observed the Feast to the Holy Family. We'll be talking about today, about um, the fact that the fiducia supplicants, uh, the declaration, it, it really favors sin well written article by tfp.org and we're also going to talk about some really good news at the end five super bowl stars but let me give you some news before my partner terry gets on the air okay a couple of news items republican Ohio- idaho attorney general Raul labrador prevailed as a federal district court judge dismissed a challenge to a state's pro-life law which, brought by the, which was brought by the Satanic Temple. The Satanic's Group's lawsuit against govern, uh, Attorney General Labrador claimed the law violated its right to practice ritualistic abortions for so-called religious purposes. Well, the, <clears throat> the KBOI reported that the Defense of Life Act was enacted in Idaho to protect the unborn after the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. So the judge dismissed the case with prejudice, meaning that the satanic group cannot bring the case in the district court another time. Great news. Also, Senate border bill would increase migration. The Senate on Sunday evening released a bill that seeks to address the the immigration crisis by legalizing much of the massive inflow of illegal immigrants into the U.S. And uh, that that bill is... uh, has not passed, which is a good thing. Terry, I'll just give you a couple, a couple here, of news yeah, items yeah, real quick.
1: I, yeah, hit me on. Yeah, just so you know, I'm having to call in because we got this big storm in California and I can't get out of my house. There's no power and uh, I'm blocked off by the uh, power folks trying to restore us. So, anyhow, I'm glad to be here. And yeah, I, the, yeah. the border, um, we have no border right now. Let's be honest. And that's what's happening and we need to. You know, secure the borders. That's part of what a government's supposed to do. That's right. And they're not doing it. And so we need to pray that our uh, civil leaders will do their duty and uh, go back to
0: order, law and order, rather than just chaos. That's my take. That's right. Uh, another news item FBI deleted info on anti Catholic memo. According to a group oh, yeah. of 16 Republican senators, the FBI deleted records pertaining to its anti Catholic memo after former agent and whistleblower Kyle Serafim leaked it a year ago. And so we know that information related to the Richmond memo wasn't provided to Congress because the FBI deleted the records as soon as the incident became public. Also, governors hold border briefing in Texas. More than half of the 25 governors in the country have declared that they stand with Texas in his confrontation of the Biden administration's joined uh, Republican Governor Greg Abbott at a public briefing in Eagle Pass, Texas, on Sunday. Also, wow. pro-lifers ready to fight back. Paul Vaughn, one of six pro-lifers facing over a decade in prison over a peaceful protest, said he's not ready to face off with the Biden administration. He was only slightly involved in pro-life activism before, he said. But now that the Biden Department of Justice has targeted him, He says, quote, I'm ready to go head-to-head with these people. Also, trucker convoy rallies in Texas. Hundreds of trucks from Tennessee, Maryland, New York, Missouri, Ohio, New Mexico, and many other states arrived Friday night uh, and Saturday in Camado, Texas in a peaceful rally. The Take Our Border Back convoy called on the Biden administration to follow the law and secure the southern border. And finally... Biden taps Catholic Spring Architect for new role. President Biden last week replaced Special President Envoy for Climate Change, John Kerry, with John Podesta, by the way, who has ties with Satanism. John Podesta, a self-proclaimed Catholic, Podesta once admitted in a leaked email that that he had been involved in creating Catholic front groups for the purpose of undermining the teachings of the Catholic Church and getting Catholics to reject what one of his colleagues called its Middle Ages dictatorship, Terry. Powell. Any news items? You know, Justin. Yeah, no, my news items are not there. But the point of it is, is,
1: this is who's running the country, and this is why this election coming up in November, we've got to vote with our Catholic pocketbook because, <clears throat> I mean, this this country's going in the wrong direction. Everybody knows it, and. um you know, unless Jesus Christ is running, there's no perfect uh, candidate. And uh, I know who I'm going to vote for because I'd like to see. Uh, the question that comes to my mind is Was the country better off four years ago? Absolutely. <laughs> well, let's do it again. That's, I know it's politics, but I mean, let's just be honest. This is what we're up against right now it's chaos or order? Which do you
0: prefer? That's right. Uh, chaos or order? Higher taxes, lower taxes, wars or no wars? Uh, violation of religious liberty or religious freedom, exactly. pro life or more abortion. Yep. Yep. Uh, it, it's pretty simple, Terry. It's not its, oh, yeah. it's yeah. not difficult to, to see uh, who to vote for come 2024. The road is pretty clear. I'm
1: with you, brother.
0: So... Yeah. All right, yep.
1: brother. What do we got for the
0: gospel? Today's have... gospel. Yeah, very... Speak, yeah. Lord, your servants are listening. Mark chapter yeah. 7, verses 24 to 23. Jesus summoned the crowd again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand nothing that enters one from outside can defile that person, but the things that come out from within are what defile. In other words, this is what we're always talking about your interior life. Your interior life, you can get to heaven with smelly underarms and with dirty, greasy hair if your interior life is clean, if you die in a state of grace. But if you're outside, you know, if you got perfectly combed hair, perfect haircut, nice and showered with all the perfume and cologne uh but if but if your soul is dark if it's full of mortal sin you'll go to hell okay that's what the lord's talking about today when he got when he got away when he got home away from the crowd his disciples questioned him about the parable he said to them are even you likewise without understanding do you not realize that everything that goes into a person from outside cannot defile Since it enters not the heart, but the stomach, and passes out into the latrine. That's a toilet. Thus, he declared all foods clean. But what comes out of the man, that is what defiles him. From within the man, from his heart, come evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, folly. All these evils come from within, and they defile the gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's uh, it's, and this is why, Terry. This is this is important for us Catholics. Yeah, uh, you know uh, uh, that the interior life is everything. The spiritual life is everything. Oh, so what? You've never run a marathon. So what? You've never bench-pressed 300 pounds. So what? You've never done 30 pull-ups without stopping. Who cares if you can do all the, those things, Terry? If you—if the soul is black, if the soul is dark, if the soul is full of spiderwebs and codwebs, the goal in life is to become holy according to your state in life. God doesn't Amen. expect us to do extraordinary things. God doesn't expect us to levitate. God doesn't expect us to bilocate. God doesn't expect you to lay hands on people and heal the sick and heal the lame. What God does expect from you is for you to pursue a life of holiness and virtue according to your state in life. Are you a mailman? Are you a housewife? Are you a mayor? Are you a cop? Are you a construction worker? Are you a secretary? Are you a college student? That's where God has you. That's where God wants you to become holy. The word holy means to live set apart. Set apart from what? Set apart from this fire fallen world terry
1: well said jesse good good commentary on that scripture so and you know just it ties into yesterday's show with father spitzer and the four levels of love and how uh happiness comes not from doing our will but god's will and so mm. this is uh, something that here at vmpr.org we're constantly eating on the same um, beat and that is life is short and eternity is forever we need to be incremental life and in spite of all the scandals we're going to be talking about some scandals in the church you know what they happen <clears throat> but you know what that's the, the pope the bishops the priests aren't going to be there at your exit interview that's why jesse the gospel is just where we need to be at we need to involve our whole life around the life of jesus christ and again i did a show this morning with father Murphy for next monday on the life of christ <clears throat> by bishop sheen why are we focusing on this? Because let's be honest. If we don't have that relationship with Jesus Christ, and we're not following His commandments and living in His graces, then everything else is gone. Remember, canon law says, if souls are saved, everything is saved. And if uh, souls aren't saved, nothing is saved. So let's be honest. Stay focused on the life of Christ.
0: Amen. And uh, re- let's remember that uh, as Catholics... What's our goal? Mother, St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta says, the goal of prayer is to be possessed by Christ. Did you get that? St. Mother Teresa, yeah. the goal of prayer is to be possessed by Jesus Christ. Up next, talking about fiducia supplicant. Yep. We're back. Terry and Jesse show. Uh, this is probably one of the most well written articles. And again, I think we got to keep the pressure on Terry on fiducia suplicans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got it. It's uh, a. Uh, yeah, TFP.org has written probably one of the best articles I've seen on this. It's worth mentioning. Um, it says Amid the worst crisis in the church's history, the Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith published mm-hmm. December 18th. Uh, declaration fiducia Fiducius Supplicants authorizing priests to bless adulterous and homosexual relationships, there followed a clarification confirming what the declaration said. Both statements favor adulterous couples and homosexual pairs at a time when civil laws are being changed throughout the West to protect such sins. Moreover, concerning homosexual relationships, many laws go beyond legalizing Vice and openly punish those faithful to the church's morality who continue to cry out with john the baptist quote it is not lawful matthew 14 4 it is not licit to go against god's law and natural law both documents seek to normalize divorce adultery and homosexual pairs yeah terry we've talked about this before this is called incrementalism in my opinion yeah in my opinion this is this uh Fiducia supplicants, Terry, this is phase one, phase one. What's the end game? The end game is the complete normalization of homosexuality in the Catholic Church. This is just going to first base. You agree with me? I agree with you, and unfortunately, this is why we
1: need to be praying for our leaders in the church. Can you imagine, Jesse, the responsibility the Pope, the bishops, the cardinals have and proclaiming the perennial teachings of the church. Every one of them men have made a promise before the altar to pass on the deposit. of faith. This is definitely not part of the deposit of faith. And so out of charity, we have to say, no, this is wrong. Not only is it wrong, but we're going to pray that you uh, extend for the good of the salvation of the soul. And that we're going to pray that you'll do that because it's going to help you, your soul, and the souls of millions of Catholics, and even ordinary people who need clarity with charity. And that's not what we're getting right now. We're getting what, what, what this teaching is, is contrary to the deposit of faith. It's as simple as that.
0: Good, good, good comments, Terry. Let me read the next section that I want to get your comment. It says, A new kind of blessing. Fiducia supplicants calls for an innovative contribution to the pastoral meaning of blessings, distinguishing between forms of blessings liturgical or ritualized yeah. and spontaneous or pastoral while the first form cannot be used to bless adulterous couples and homosexual pairings the second form is allowed hmm what do you think about that Terry? Yeah. to me that breeds it breeds confusion uh, of course this is the point is
1: remember i don't have it in front of me but bishop robert Barrett said the side of a corrupt church is a church that can't clearly put articulate what it teaches and, and this is a sign of a corrupt church when it can't articulate the perennial teachings of the church. That's why we need to make reparations for our leaders, because think of the people that are being misled by this teaching. It, it blows my mind to think of the consequences of the error that's being taught in the church right now.
0: Let me teach the audience how to make reparation. Right now, anybody yeah. listening, do you have a medical problem? Do you have an illness do you have some type of a physical pain, a physical affliction? Okay, some type of medical issue. Okay, right now, all we have, you have to do is you make the sign of the cross and, and you say, yep. Lord, I offer my pains, all the pains in my body, even my mental pains, my joys and sufferings, and I unite them, Lord, to your cross. And I unite myself, take my sufferings, Lord. In reparation Mm -hmm. for my sins and the sins of Holy Mother Church. In the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's that simple. Every day, just make it a point to give all your pains, offer it up to God, so that all your pain throughout the day becomes a form of prayer of reparation. But you've got to intentionally do that. Okay. And Jesse, can you
1: imagine Jesse, can you imagine the amount of weight in the world today? because they didn't hear what you just said about reparation. They never have been taught. Well, you can't say that now, because Jeff just gave you a real simple formula by uniting your sufferings with the sufferings of Christ to help redeem the world. That's why every action is like a blank check. If Christ's name is on it, it has infinite value. So let's stay focused on this
0: so that we can help Holy Mother the Church. Continue, Jess. It says... Approved by Pope Francis and thus made part of his, or, ex, his ordinary magisterium, yeah. the Fiducia Supplicant states that there is the possibility of blessing couples in irregular situations and same sex couples without officially validating their status or changing in any way the church's perennial teaching on marriage. Here's my commentary mm-hmm. This is like trying to shove a ball into a square opening, yeah. it just doesn't fit. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, it doesn't. And the thing about it, Jesse, is it's really scandalous that we have people and officials of the church trying to do something like this when, you know, common sense looks at it going, what are you, what are you trying to Come knock it off? Yeah. A common person who doesn't have a theological background can tell what they're doing is wrong. It's sinful. And I think that um, as this goes on further, you see entire bishops conferences rejecting it. You're going to see more people rejecting it. They're hitting a, a dead horse and they're, uh, it's unfortunate because Jesse, the, the people that are being, being misled by this teaching, uh, you know, there's some accountability because the church teaches how you can participate in one other person's sin. And if you're not going to uh, practice the corporal works of or spiritual works of mercy and admonishing the sinner and telling the sinner it's
0: okay just the way you are, you're participating in that sin. That's it. Amen. The article says, approved by Pope Francis, and thus uh, I read that. Uh, this statement contradicts yeah. a 2021 pronouncement by the same Vatican body uh, titled yep. Responsum regarding the blessing because of the unions of persons of the same sex. Yep. This was also okay. approved by Pope Francis. So, to me, what, yep. what happened? In a few short years, we've completely done an 180 degree turn on this, Terry, exactly. responding to the question. Yeah yeah does the church have the power to give the blessings no, to, to unions yeah. of persons of the same sex the answer in 2021 by this magisterium was clear and incisive it was negative exactly. the response said, from back in 2020 yeah, yeah. yeah. the response from back in 2021 also explains that God himself he does not and cannot bless sin. He blesses sinful man so that he may recognize that he's part of his plan of love and allow himself to be changed by him. Therefore, the church does not have and cannot have, the magisterium said back in 2021, the power to bless the union of persons of the same sex in the sense intended above. Well, guess what, Terry? This this same magisterium is reversing itself. It's negating himself just three years later. Comments? It's contradicting
1: themselves. You know, as bishops and theologians have commented, individuals in the state of sin can ask for a priestly blessing or a sacramental to help them overcome sin. Of course, priests do that all the time. However, the seriousness of this document is an innovation that lies in blessing, not individuals, but here's the key, but rather in the blessings of sinful relationships. Can't we get that? I mean, that is serious matter. Thus, this document refers to people in same-sex and different-sex relationships as couples. Yeah, it uses the expression, same-sex couples, five times. And the couples in these irregular situations, four times. Mm. Jesse, this is just scandal. Checking the document text published by the Vatican, you know, in various languages, The folks did their homework. The noun that designates the subject of the pastoral blessing in Italian, Spanish, German, Polish, is always the equivalent of a couple found in the English text. Mm. It's sad to have... This be just the
0: facts, Jeff. Continue. Therefore, one cannot deny the blessing is for a relationship that imitates marriage, not isolated individuals. Okay? The sin of adultery is contrary to the divine law, the sin of homosexual couples violates both divine law and natural law. Two men or two women cannot form a couple in the normal, ordinary sense. Claiming that it is based on the pastoral vision of Pope Francis, Fiducia supplicans abandons the previous magisterium of the church on the matter. Instead, the document implies a real development from what has been said about blessings in the magisterium and the official texts of the church. So Terry, notice where it says there that this is the pastoral vision of Pope Francis. Well, let me respond with another pope that that talked about this. Back in 1999, I looked at an article in Homiletical and Pastoral Review, uh, September 1999. Pope John Paul II said the following. He said, quote, What is doctrinal isn't opposed to what is pastoral after all doctrine is about truth and the truth as the lord jesus christ said will set us free pastoral ministry which isn't based on truth doesn't free anyone pope john paul ii pope john paul ii just contradicted what this magisterium said This magisterium is trying to separate doctrine from from pastoral practice. Pope John Paul II says, you can't do that. And, Jesse, not only the Pope John Paul II saying
1: that, other cardinals said the same thing. You can't separate pastoral practice from doctrine because what happens is people start using this excuse that says, oh, for pastoral reasons, you can live in sin. No! You can never be that way. And this has been... One of the challenges I have with Pope Francis in his 11 years as a, uh, as, a, as a pope here, he's constantly talking about pastorally, uh, you know, having this attitude and throwing out the doctrine, which you can't do. So that's, that's one of my concerns that Pope Francis has had for 11 years, that, that, that we need clarity of doctrine so that the pastoral implication can take place. But without doctrine, you have nothing other than whatever feels
0: good. Do it, and and Terry, and also I think just qu- quoting a saint—that's a pope—that oh, yeah. really right. that really contradicts what this magisterium is saying. I'm going to say it. Read it again. Saint yeah, Pope again. John Paul II, 1999, yeah. said, "Quote: yeah. What is doctrinal isn't opposed to what is pastoral." after all doctrines about truth and truth as the lord jesus said will set us free pastoral ministry which isn't based on truth doesn't free anyone so i don't know terry i'm scratching my head a saint of a pope says that you can't separate doctrine and practice but this magisterium is saying that you can I, i i'm gonna have to go terry with the prior pope, because John Paul II seems to be in continuity with all the successors of Peter.
1: Hey, exactly. yep. You know what? This is, again, you have to say, everybody, always go with the perennial teachings of the church, and you're safe. And don't go with just personal opinions. The church always thought something, and you're sure to know the Taliban. I'll we'll be right back.
0: We are back. <laughs> Talking about uh, Fiducia Supplicans, a well written article by TFP.org. Uh, it says, an explanation that only confirms the error. Faced with the backlash, the Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith published a January 4th statement titled Press Release Concerning the Reception of Fiducia Supplicans. The press release, using the noun couple, nine times uh, to talk about adulterous and homosexual relationships. It insists that the new blessing does not contradict traditional doctrine because they're not liturgical blessings, but only pastoral or spontaneous ones. At any rate, without going into whether a priestly blessing is liturgical or not, in the case of homosexuals, the object of that pastoral blessing is the sinful relationship of two people of the same sex And one cannot call on God to bless sin. On the other hand, against both evidence and common sense, the PR claims that the new blessings blesses only two individuals and not a couple. What does he use the noun couple to refer to the two people who will be blessed together? Cardinal Fernandez uses a curious theological argument in his explanation. He says the pastoral blessing of couples would be legitimate because it is given very quickly. The new blessings take only a few seconds. (laughs) They are a non ritualized form of blessing, which with the simplicity and brevity of its form does not intend to justify anything that is morally acceptable. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Gymnastics. Yeah. The article criticizes them. It says, Can sinful relationships be blessed because the blessing is brief, simple, and non-ritual? Of course not. These aspects are mere accidents and have no bearing on the essence of a blessing. A blessing is either good and legitimate or wrong. Its brevity does not make it lawful when applied to sinful relationships. The Cardinal Fernandez adds still another reason. It is clear that the bishops of Africa do not wish to expose homosexual persons to violence because there are not a few countries that to varying degrees condemn prohibit and criminalize homosexuality well i would tell you my take is the the cardinals from the the bishops from africa seem to be this rooted
1: right
0: in natural law and divine law and in common sense what do you say
1: of course this is why it's a it's tragic and this is one of the interesting the whole continent of Africa rejected this document. If people go to our Full Sheen Ahead YouTube channel, I think it was 400,000 views of the bishop who just said, you know what, we're rejecting this because it's not consistent with the gospel. And think about this: this this, this, this remains, uh, you know, many of the uh, Episcopal conferences do not support a doctrine different from that of the declaration signed by the Pope, even that it is not the perennial teachings of the Church. That's what we said. Therefore, the doctrinal contained in this document is widely criticized. Not by Jess Romero and Terry Barber only, no. By cardinals and bishops must be accepted even though it opposes the traditional doctrines of the Church. However, this perennial doctrine is only based on the pastoral vision of Pope Francis, okay? This doctrine is further complicated by the fact that the Pope contradicted his own magisterium when he stated in opposition view in 2021. You know, come on. The bottom line is you can't be good today and evil tomorrow. We have to be consistent. Your thoughts, Jeff?
0: Yeah, it's like the Latin mass. I mean, people are uh, after 1970. I was told by some priest that it that uh, it was being taught in, in seminaries that it was a yeah. mortal sin, To offer the Latin mass, a mortal sin after 1970. Are you kidding me? What was good and holy yesterday for 1,500 years is now a mortal sin? Well, that's the same with this, Terry. This is the same analogy we have here. Yeah, Yeah, I agree, yeah. It's (sighs) It's criminal. Father James Martin rushes to bless a same-sex couple the day after the publication Mm -hmm. of Fiducia Suplicans. The New York Times published a picture of Father James Martin giving a blessing of two married homosexuals. Father Martin, a notorious propagandist of the vice against nature, is close to Pope Francis, who appointed Father Martin to the Vatican Department for Communications. One of the two men, thus blessed, made a statement published in the pro-homosexual propaganda blog, Outreach, run by Father Martin. It illustrates well what they desired when receiving the blessings for same-sex couples. Here's what it said in the magazine, quote, my husband Damien and I were blessed by outreach editor James Martin S. J. earlier this week. Just a day after the Vatican announced that priests could offer the gift of blessing that flows from the heart of Christ through his church, we sought out Father Martin, who is a friend, mentor, ally, and pastor. The New York Times was there to capture the moment, close quote. <laughs> Further, this homosexual gentleman continued by saying, quote, Blessings for same-sex couples are powerful signs that couples like us share in the same channels of grace that all people enjoy. God gives grace to us, and we are agents of grace to others, both in the church and outside of it. No one is excluded from God's abundant love. (laughs) Mortal sin cuts you off from, bo- from, from God. You think? I mean, give me a break. I believe that our presence, this homosexual man writes, I believe that our presence in the Catholic Church is helping Catholics be less homophobic. L- listen, y- listen y- gentlemen, we're not homophobic, we're sinophobic. Get that exactly. right. We're not homophobic, we're sinophobic. Okay? It says, Th- it. Thus, the new blessings for same sex couples are powerful signs, this homosexual couple writes, of the church's acceptance. Of the sinful relationship against nature. True police. Jesse, do you see what happened? Yeah. Jesse, just yeah. stop talking. You
1: see what's going on? These people are buying into the idea that their active homosexual, you know, that they're living is consistent with the gospel. That is serious matter. I cannot even imagine the consequences of, of Father James Martin, what he has to come up with on his exit interview, participating in these sins and saying blessing people. It's just so sad. And that's why, Jesse, you and I have to speak up. We can't
0: be quiet about this. Souls are at stake. Continue, please. Yes. Likewise, St. Paul's Church in Lexington, Kentucky, posted this commentary on his Facebook page. Quote, January 1st, 6.02 p.m., history was made Sunday at the historic St. Paul Catholic Church. The same-sex couple, civilly married for 22 years, ask for a blessing, which Father Richard freely offered according to the guidelines and fiducia supplicants In the go. photo, a priest wearing a rainbow stole is blessing two women. <laughs> now let's, be, let's be honest. Let's give it. They're not supposed to do this in the document. It says,
1: you know, to make a formal blessing in, in church. But you know what? Nobody pays attention to that. Let, let's be honest. What happened is they're giving... The church is unfortunately giving homosexuals the green light to say, you see, you have to accept us. Our lifestyle is consistent with the gospel. That's where the rubber meets the road. And this is why we have to say, no, you can't.
0: Actions speak louder than words, Terry. And I'll tell you where I think all this comes from. You know, I'm, I'm going to tell you what opened up oh, the Pandora's box to homosexuality, the soft the soft stance on homosexuality in the Catholic Church. It was when Pope Francis said in 2013, July, when he was traveling to Brazil, and they asked him a question about a homosexual scandal involving a Catholic priest, and the pontiff told the news reporters, who am I to judge? Terry, those words, those words basically uh, are, are the foundation of his pontificate. Because and you know what the homosexuals? Let me jump in, Jesse. Yeah, I've seen the
1: T-shirts being published, but from the homosexual community, baseball caps, and they justify yeah. exactly justify their actions. Think, look, Pope says, "Who am I to judge? You can't judge anybody. Come on, leave me alone. We're we're fine. Continue. It's just that."
0: Yes. Uh. So, the, the uh, journalist asked the Pope a question involving a scandalous priest, and mm-hmm. the, the Pope basically said, "Quote." If someone is gay, and by the way, this pope uses the word "gay." Every other pope uses the word "homosexual." He uses the yeah. he uses the, the 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 politically woke left Fives term yeah. "gay." Yes. So the Pope Francis, mm-hmm. if someone is gay, which no pope has ever used that word, and is searching for the Lord and has goodwill, then who am I to judge him? Close quote. This ambiguous answer opened up the Pandora's box, in my opinion. And makes it seem that it that it is common for a person immersed in sins against nature to retain spiritual goodwill and be looking for God in addition Pope Francis does not mention sin at any time when unnatural vice has become commonplace thus favoring the ongoing campaign to promote this sin by the cultural left the answer also suggests uh. that no one not even the Pope can judge someone for ex- for sinful external actions i.e the sixth and ninth commandment, not judging sinners has been a constant of Pope Francis's pontificate. He only judges traditional Catholics, pro-life Catholics, Latin Mass Catholics with sarcasm and sometimes brutality. From, from his yep. ambiguous response, the media highlighted, who am I to judge, a statement that has become a slogan, Terry, for the LGBTQ homosexual movement. You nailed it, and that's why I wear these t-shirts, they have that. In
1: addition to this ambiguous words, Pope Francis made gestures and took sympathetic attitudes towards people living in homosexual unions. He received, are you ready, a homosexual pair at the United States uh, nunciature on October 2nd, 2015, and allowed himself to be filmed being lovingly embraced by both. A video broadcast around the world. He invited two married lesbians, one posing as a man, to the Vatican, and took photos with him. He appointed notorious homosexuals. He spelled pro homosexual clerics such as Father Martin, My, Ralph, Father Martin S. J. to important posts. That's scandalous. He wrote flattering letters to the pro homosexual nun, Sister Janine Emerick, and the Catholic pro
0: homosexual movement, the New Wave Ministries, which
1: was condemned by the church. See, this can't be condemned one day. Yeah.
0: Terry the music's coming on. But- but- The music's coming on. Terry, actions speak louder than words. That paragraph you just read says it all. We'll be right back. Stick around. We're going to talk about some good news. Yep, five Super Bowl stars. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation... Call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. I want to talk to you about five Super Bowl stars. I would call them the Blessed Virgin Mary's MVPs. Yep. Uh, We know it's Super Bowl season. I probably won't watch it. I haven't watched it in many years because of the halftime shows. But football fans are familiar with the phrase hail mary when it comes to impossible passes and touchdowns in the end zone but where else in the nfl do we see love for the blessed mother well let me give you a list of memorable and faithful catholic football stars and coaches that will leave you saying amen here's one harrison butker he's the kicker for the kansas city chiefs and he's known for his love of the traditional latin mass and wearing a caramelized scapular while on the field. He's also an altar server for the Latin Mass. Butker was interviewed, and he said the following, I want to be a saint, and that's the most important thing. That's why I'm here on this earth, close quote. Butker scored the winning kick in 2023 for the Kansas City Chiefs and also appeared on the field in 2020 for... for, for Super for the last Super Bowl. Uh, can he do it again this year? Hmm, we'll see. Here's another one. Matt Burke. Over his career, Matt Burke played center for both the Minnesota Vikings and the Baltimore Ravens, with whom he won the Super Bowl in 2013. Following the birth of his first child, Matt Burke felt the calling of the pro-life movement and has become a tireless advocate for the unborn and their mothers. In 2011, he was invited to speak at the Maryland March for Life, which helped kickstart his future in a career dedicated to pro-life activism. In speaking to the Catholic Review about the pro-life movement, Matt Burke, the uh, the center for the Baltimore Ravens, said the following. He said, "Light." Always trium- Light always triumphs darkness. It's a beautiful thing and just proof that God wins in the end. <clears throat> Matt Burke retired, by the way, in 2013 and in 2019, founded Unity School in Burnsville, Minnesota. Let's look at another Catholic hero, Tom Coughlin. He was the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New York Giants. And he led the Giants to victory in the Super Bowl back in 2007 and 2012. Tom Coughlin received a a rigorous Catholic education from St. Joseph Nuns at St. Mary's School in Waterloo, New York. The Irishman is known for his tenacity on and off the field and for inspiring his players to play for one another and a higher purpose. Tom Coughlin is often cited as crediting his Catholic faith to being akin to a process much like his road to victory. He said the following, quote, I learned and grew along the way. It's cumulative. Here's another Catholic sports hero. Brett Favre, or sometimes some people call him fair, Favre fair. He's regarded as one of the greatest football players of all time. Brett Favre earned his place in the NFL Hall of Fame. Favre won Super Bowl, the Super Bowl back in 1997, as the Green Bay Packers quarterback. Uh, Brett Favre's personal life as a Catholic has resonated with thousands. Although dogged by struggles with addiction, relationship struggles, cancer, and family tragedies, Brett Favre continued to lean on his faith and his wife to endure. Brett Favre's wife, Deanna, is only the the second wife in the history of the NFL to induct her husband into the NFL Hall of Fame. Deanna and Brett both credit their faith as being their foundation. Deanna said the following, Brett Favre's wife. She said, I just feel like with, with faith, it helps me see the good in everything. I thank God all of the time that I have faith because I don't understand what people would do without faith. Here's another hero. Vince Lombardi. He's widely regarded as one of the greatest football coaches ever. The Super Bowl, uh, the, the Super Bowl Lombardi Trophy is named after this devout, devout Italian-American Catholic. Lombardi was the head coach of the New York Giants and the Green Bay Packers. During his tenure with the Packers, Lombardi brought the team in for two consecutive Super Bowl victories in 1967 and 1968. Lombardi also led Green Bay to several other Super Bowl appearances, which would eventually amount to five Super Bowl wins in seven years for the team. During his time in the NFL, Vince Lombardi often drew upon his life, uh, drew upon his faith for strength throughout life. Lombardi is also known for having attended daily mass throughout his life and during his career in the NFL. Vince Lombardi's love of Christ led him to victory on and off the field and reinforced the importance of faith in his team and the NFL. Here's a couple of honorable mentions. Dave Casper from the Oakland Raiders. Chris Godfrey from the New York Giants. All Catholics, by the way. Mark Bavaro from the New York Giants. Honorable honorable mention Catholic. Ricky Nathiel from the Denver Broncos. Honorable Mention uh, mention Catholic, Joe Jurivikas, New York Giants, Seattle Seahawks, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Honorable Mention Catholic, Bob Grease, Miami Dolphins. Honorable Mention Catholic, Ed McCaffrey, San Francisco 49ers, Denver Broncos. Honorable Mention Catholic, Mike Ditka, Chicago Bears, Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles. And to be a little ecumenical here. A little ecumenical mention of our Orthodox brethren, you have Troy Polamalu, Troy Polamalu. This NFL Hall of Fame MVP revolutionized the complexity interplay, the complex interplay of faith and football. Troy Polamalu played safety for the Pittsburgh Steelers from 2003 to 2014. With two rings for Super Bowls in 2006 and 2009, an MVP title, and four All-Pro awards, Troy Polamalu's passion on the field was rivaled by his passion for his Orthodox Christian faith. After much searching, Troy Polamalu and his wife converted to Greek Orthodoxy. Troy Polamalu is noted by his former teammates as a man apart due to his dedication to Christ. This NFL, pro off, this NFL pro often spent time drawing on his Samoan roots and desired to be a valiant Christian warrior. Troy Palamalu said, I try to serve God through football with passion. And uh, that's, that's the list there. If you don't see your favorite on the list, well, maybe you can write to Catholic Vote and you can, uh, you can suggest somebody. Uh, another person that somebody shared on the post says, somebody posted on the comments, Baltimore Ravens kicker Justin Tucker is a devout Catholic, absolutely should be on this list. And uh, somebody also said, yeah, he sings in his church choir. Here's another one, another post. Thank you for this. By their actions, you shall know them. Good people, good Catholics stand out. How fortunate are these to have a national platform to illustrate the wonders of Catholicism, bless these and all others who stand up for faith and family in public. Somebody else put, Hey, what about Roger Staubach? He's not on this list. The play, the Hail Mary, is due to him. He's a devout Catholic and a wonderful human being. Sorry, this is an epic failure, Not to include Roger Staubach on the list. Somebody else posted. Uh, 1975 Cowboys versus Vikings. I was a big fan. I was a big friend. Tarkenton fan back then. uh, Way before Flutie. And somebody else writes. The Hail Mary Pass. I believe it was initiated by Roger Staubach. And here's somebody else. Oh, this is somebody that also should be on the list. Somebody posted, how could you leave Philip Rivers off this list? He was a great athlete and a quarterback, a leader on that field, but more than that, a great example of a good Catholic Christian man. He never cussed on the football field. He never threw his teammates under the bus. He was respected by them and his opponents. Don't forget he played 95% of his career in liberal abortion California, and he and his his nine kids. Talk pro-life. Be Pro-Life. As I am typing this, my wife reminded me that he sponsored, Philip Rivers sponsored Pro-Life billboards along the busiest freeways in San Diego. This guy is authentic. My son and I went to a Catholic father-son conference, and there was Philip Rivers kneeling in front of the tabernacle in reverent prayer. Thank you, Philip, and God bless you. The Chargers were never the same after you left. Somebody else writes, I was literally just thinking the same and wondering why Philip Rivers was not on this list. He's been such a blessing for San Diego all the years that he lived and raised his family here. Somebody else typed. Love Philip Rivers, uh, but unfortunately, he never played in a Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, somebody else puts here, the Kubiaks, two of Gary's sons, are now assistant coaches with the 49ers, They're also good Catholics. Gary Kubiak played quarterback for his Catholic high school, then for the Denver Broncos prior to coaching. Also, HOF Dolphins coach Don Shula was a daily communicant and especially in the earlier years, a disciplinarian. And also Roger Staubach was a devout Catholic. Don Shula, of course, a coach who attended daily mass. Uh, Yeah, so uh, yeah, good stuff. Thanks to, to, to Catholic Volt for putting it out. Well, family, that's a wrap. It's Friday, TGIF. Uh, TGIF. No, it's not Friday. It's Wednesday. What am I talking about? Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow, same Christ time, same Christ channel. Uh, and remember, keep it here on vmpr.org. Rich, who do we have next? What's Wednesday, up next? Wednesday. Yeah, what's up next, Rich? The rosary's up next. Remember, same Father DePio says, pray, hope, and don't worry. <laughs> worry is useless God is merciful and God will hear your prayer it's Wednesday not Friday my wife just corrected me hey we're like a lighthouse amidst the gathering storm let's pray America great again we're called to be great saints don't miss the opportunity if you like what you hear you can find us on social media at VMPR Radio and our YouTube channel Bullsheen Ahead share this the full show link at VMPR.org share us with your friends and family and evangelize everybody you love God bless you. Keep the faith. See you next time.